0: Hey, this is Anneli Mealey, and this is Under the Surface.
1: Yeah, all right, all right.
0: I would like to have the conversations about like performance, managing stress, anxiety, self-doubt, the whole bubble of identity, and like who we are. Yeah,
1: all right, all right.
0: It's Annalie Mealey's Under the Surface. Hello and welcome everyone. This is Under the Surface. I'm Annalia Mayley and today we have Jade Mowen in studio with us. Thanks for coming in Jade. No, thanks for having me. Excited to be it's, here. Uh, it's a great day today in Melbourne. Um, we were just talking about um, NBL 1 and Jade's going to be playing a couple games in the NBL 1. Thankfully not against Eltham, but um, how are you today? What have you been up to? What is What does today look like for you Jade? Today, so nice little sleep into eight for me.
1: Uh got up and then went and got some shots up at MSAC this morning with um Giddy, who's the Melbourne coach. Um and then yeah, kind of ate some brunch with my auntie, uh, which was really nice. And then I'm here. I'm here. What's your brunch food? What's your go to? Are
0: you a coffee drinker? i'm not a coffee drinker Duh. nah you're one of those <laughs> i'm on the chais now oh you okay. go. so when jade and i um room together i she always makes a comment on how many chais i drink i have at least two or three a day i'm glad i could be of some ca- kind of influence there in your life i know i thought well maylee drinks them so yeah, yeah I tried it i was like oh this isn't too bad they're pretty great so brunch food of choice what do you what do you go
1: for I'm usually like the big breakfast. Like, ah. I love the eggs, bacon, sourdough, mushrooms, avocado. Give it, give it all to me.
0: <laughs> Do you want to shout out a joint that you've found in Melbourne that you like the best so far, or you haven't tried enough? Or oh, it was my auntie's cooking this morning. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she
1: cooked up a storm. Shout out to Auntie Kez. Um, but I haven't really explored Melbourne and cafes and such. So, uh, But it's Frankie's back home in Terrelgan. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. You, you, well, you're in the right area. Melbourne is the brunch spot. It is. It no, really it is. is. It's like it's like my favorite meal of the day. I could have breakfast for every meal. That's, That's where good. we're at. Um, before um, we jump into stuff, what is your what is your timeline look like at the moment? How when do you leave? Um, what is what is your next couple of weeks look like?
1: Yeah. So I've just got the all clear that I'll probably be flying out on the twenty second. So. Um, yeah, it's just like, you know, staying fit, making sure I like go into camp and I've got some games and stuff under my belt. So get two games in with the Tigers, which would be awesome. Um, but yeah, it's just shooting, lifting, doing all that stuff every day and just making sure I catch up with as many friends and family before I go. So um, yeah, don't want to come back till September. Um, so yeah, that's the plan. And yeah, that's the timeline.
0: So your preparation for leaving for an event like this, does it change like have you had like a who does your planning or is it all you like how do you how do you structure your training and what do you want to do before you leave like is that all you pretty much or yeah that's all me
1: yeah I just so in Terrelgan, like I have access to the stadium and stuff so I always get shots up and usually I take one of my mates um for to rebound for me and stuff but if I want to get a proper workout in I've kind of got to organize that on my own so I've been in Geelong, um, pre-Opals camp, working out um, with one of my assistant coaches there um, and he works at a school, so scrimmaging with like year 12 boys and stuff, which has been handy. Um, but yeah, just yeah, getting in contact with people, people that know people and just making sure I can get as many workouts in as possible. But I guess the training structure doesn't change I just try and do as much as I can if my body's sore I'll take a day off but yeah that's that's the plan for me
0: what about the like you mentioned catching up with your friends and family how important is that for you especially going into not knowing how long you're going to be gone like talk to me about the importance of that
1: yeah it's huge and I I like that connection piece I think I've always tried even when I like left for the COE like I've always tried to stay in contact with people so when I actually have the opportunity to be there and be with people I like love catching up um You know, still, I'm in contact with a lot of my close mates, Um, family, like I'm staying with my auntie for a couple of weeks, Um, you know, just making sure I spend time with my sisters. You know, they grow up quick. Like I've been out of the house for five years and they're all like, they're all the same height as me now. So it's crazy. (laughs) But, um, and yeah, just spending as much time with like mum and dad and stuff. So yeah, that's super important to me because, you know, I wouldn't be in the position I am today without them. So just giving back to them and just even if it's for a coffee or something, but that's the most important thing.
0: How many siblings do you have
1: I got two. I got two younger sisters. Yeah. You're the
0: oldest? I'm the oldest. What the hell? Can you pick it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not give older sibling vibes. Not, not at all. I'm a nice role model. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you. That's you. Um, so when you talk about your family life and stuff, growing up, were you always a sporty kid? That was kind of like that was your shtick. You were a yeah. sporty human. Like what was young Jade like? Yeah, I think young Jade was always sporty.
1: Um, I was obsessed with AFL like really early. Um. Yeah, always kicked the footy with dad. Um, massive Melbourne fan and still am to this day. Um, you know, it was nice to see them win the premiership in yeah, 2021. Um, nice. But, yeah, so I've always been kicking the footy, did kick? Um, was into under-8s as soon as I could. Um I played cricket for a little bit. Always did all the events at school athletics. So yeah, is
0: just- that just to get out of school though? Because I <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. you just, just sign up for everything. <laughs> Year but- seven, like eight
1: sports. Like wear my sports uniform every day. Like yeah. I wasn't wearing a dress. Nah, no.
0: no, <laughs> absolutely not. Literally never. <laughs> yeah,
1: so that was the plan. But yeah, love sport. Um, and then eventually picked basketball. But I tried to do as much as I could when I was younger.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did you get to a point where like you were forced into choosing basketball, or you were just like, yeah, this is what I want to do? I
1: wouldn't say forced, but I had to, I definitely had to choose. So um, year eight, I made my first big country team. Yeah. And then I was also playing um, footy at the time as well. Um, and it got to a point where like footy was on a Sunday and so was state training. Yeah. So I had to, you know, you're in Bendigo. So you couldn't like, you couldn't make it back for a footy game. So you missed half the season because of the 10 week lead up. So mum was like, "No, nah, I'm done with all this driving. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm done driving a mowing all her all these places. She's like, you can choose. And I think. Oh, basketball always had that edge I think that was the one that I just loved the most yeah. um and there was always a legit pathway whereas football it was always like it's potentially be AFLW and you know it's it's thriving right now but um yeah I think basketball always had the edge that I loved it a little bit more yeah. and that's when I chose it and I'm glad I did
0: yeah makes sense makes sense so you as like outside of sport right how would you would say like your parents or your sisters or your friends describe you as a kid like yeah were you a troublemaker or was that you or were you just someone who abided by the rules like who was Jade as a child
1: um I would say I'm pretty much I'm pretty cruisy but I always uh, yeah I reckon I, I abide by the rules um <laughs> you know I didn't do anything too naughty um, Without mum and dad knowing, but yeah, I was just I was, I was just uh, a cruisy kid. Mum, mum would call me lazy because you know I come home now and I'm like, no, nah, I'm the guest. I'm not doing the dishes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can do real. my laundry. I'm the guest here. Um, yeah. But no, nah, just just cruisy. You know, like loves loves hanging out with their friends. Um, Loves their own time as well. Like I don't mind just laying on my bed and watching something or playing my Nintendo Switch or something like that. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was pretty cruisy, um, you know, I always hung out with my sisters, we were always doing bits and pieces and whatever sisters did, um, but yeah, I, I didn't get up to too much trouble as a kid, I was pretty good, I think.
0: Yeah, okay, I don't see yeah. it, but <laughs> if you say so, I guess I can be convinced. Um, so, like, that decision to play basketball, right, you've decided that's something that you want to do, the Vic Country pathway and that that type of thing, what what were the steps from like playing in your local league, Vic country, to then being like, all right, I'm, I want to play for Australia, and then how did that decision to go to the institute come about?
1: Yeah, so I think I think even for like from like primary school, basketball had that edge because like I think you know you have to do that thing. What do you want to be when yeah. you're older? And I was like, I want to be a basketball player. I want to go to the Olympics. Yeah. So from a young age, I think that always had the edge. Even though I loved, I thought I loved both equally, yeah. but I definitely. Love basketball. So I think when I dedicated my time to it and like, you know, I fully committed to basketball and you find out about all these things like, oh, there's an under-17 Oz team, there's the COE. So you start to make small goals. So I think one of my goals like after sixteens was like, hey, I want to try and get the green and gold for an ADC, um, stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, one thing led to another. I I was lucky enough to go to the under-17 World Cup in 2017 and then off the back of that. Um, I got a call from Vili and she was like hey do you want to come to the COE and I was she was like yep speak to your parents I was like I'm not speaking to my parents like I can tell you right now
0: like I'm coming I'm coming to the COE
1: Um, and then yeah moved up there and that was two and a half of the best years of my life
0: yeah I, I love that like the 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 pathway that you've taken and and stuff I've like I mean, I remember watching the under 17s, like yeah. you bowled out, man, <laughs> like, you were awesome. Like, how was that feeling of first putting on the green and gold for you? And did you have like that retrospective moment where you were like, oh, this was my first goal or like from there? Cause I feel like as athletes, sometimes we, I mean, for me, it's like, I made my first Oz team and then it was like, all right, next one. And the next one and the next one. Did you have that moment where you looked back and you're like, Oh wow, this is pretty great! Oh, you like the, you were so caught up, caught up in your motivation, and it kind of rolled from there. I definitely had a moment.
1: I remember. I think it's a single presentation, yeah. like when you actually receive the jersey and it's got Australia on the front, your last name on your back. You're like, "Oh, this is real! Like, yeah. how awesome is this?" So I think that first one, I was like, took time to reflect because I was like, you know, like I've made it, kind of thing. But mm-hmm. like, obviously, you haven't made it too far, but you've you've made it. Like, yeah. this is one of your goals. So, um, and then I think the, the thing that always gets me is when. You're playing overseas and nobody else knows the lyrics to your national anthem because yeah. they're just playing the music. I'm like, this is so surreal. It's every time I put on the green and gold, like you almost get like goosebumps. You're like, yeah. this is amazing. This is amazing. And, um, yeah, kind of looking back, I'm like, you just catch the travel bug from then on. Like yeah, you just want to so keep true. going. Like you're like, oh, that that's there, that's there. And Like, yeah, so you start to get motivated and stuff. But I think something I always do is I always look back and, you know, reflect. Like, you know, if there's, if there's a really good key game, like – I continuously watch it on YouTube. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, got to watch it, like, just I to get that same. buzz. Yeah. yeah, I do
0: the same. Get the
1: buzz. Like, I still celebrate, like, if someone made a big three and I remember, I'm like, yeah.
0: Five years later. so true. I'm like sitting
1: in my bed like, yeah, let's go. Like, watching, like, like watching that game from five years ago. Yeah. Going, go on, son, <laughs> Are they <human?" laughs> um, So that's always been something I do. So, yeah, but obviously, like, I've caught the travel bug now. I just want to represent my country. I think it's the highest honour in basketball whatever you do so um yeah definitely definitely hooked on representing australia
0: i like that i like that. that's a good answer I, I never even thought about the national anthem thing yeah that's not something like obviously they don't know the words yeah <laughs> but i've never thought about it right that's actually
1: never even crossed my mind i, I really like that because i think some people get embarrassed especially at juniors i feel to like sing it oh yeah you're like no
0: yeah like, sing it loud and proud like we're representing our country right now yeah. like nobody else knows this song yeah let's let's do it so like, every time i've played on a team with lauren scherf where we always stand <laughs> next to each other and we belt that national anthem. Like a belt it. And at the Asia Cup just gone, when we um won gold, um Marina and I were screaming that thing I can only imagine uh, <laughs> Ali Wilson and Lauren Manson were like guys come on <laughs> like, are we really doing this and we were just belting like I actually yeah it is a pride thing yeah right like it is pretty cool that we're able to do that I had, I had never even thought about it that way now before I ask you about your time at the institute well let's give a special shout out to Shanice Swain getting oh, yeah. drafted yep talk to me about that
1: it was huge so So she was actually on a flight when the draft was happening and I think her internet must have cut out because she just, she actually found out through Instagram that she'd been drafted and then she Snapchatted me (laughs) and she was nervous like the night before she was like, oh, I don't know. I'm so excited, nervous, like, and Swainy doesn't show too much emotion on that side. And then I remember she was just like, I have so many messages on my phone. (laughs) I was like, enjoy it, big dog. Like, how good? Yeah. Um, But yeah, shout out to her. I mean, she's grown so much in 12 months as a basketball player, like- she wasn't even on the court for the Caps a year ago and then this year I think she was our leading scorer for the team, you know, did a bit of everything and just her maturity in her game and just the way she took care of herself off the court as well. And, you know, when number 14 got picked yesterday, I was like crazy. I was yeah. running around the house. I was like, mom, 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 check it out. So, uh, yeah, couldn't be happier for her. Um, she's come a long way and she's going to
0: do big things over there, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. I think everyone in Australian basketball, like seeing that yesterday, went oh yeah (laughs) we were like yes like so excited for her like especially watching the way that she played this last year like God, amazing. A so well yeah, a bucket. A bucket. I mean, I had to defend her. A bucket. I actually think there's footage somewhere. And we're not gonna overlay this, by the way. She broke my ankles so hard. Both her and Ray in the same game. Like, I reckon my ankle joint actually touched the ground at one point. <laughs> like and I'm like, well, there goes my ligaments. Yeah. Goodbye to them. Um, but yeah, shout out Sweeney. That's actually amazing. Yeah. Um, so getting into the institute, right? So I I think of the Institute as an environment that can cultivate like such excellence, right? So it is a competitive environment where people are going against each other every day. Now, it's not for everyone. It wasn't for me, but I know so many people that have absolutely loved it, you being one of them. Talk to me about what that did for you being in that environment and how that excelled you, not just as a basketball player, cause as a person. Cause when I talk about my experience, it's on a completely different end. Yep. And I know lots of things have changed since I was there. But I'm let's shine a little bit of a positive light on it. How was your experience at the institute? I loved it. And I think for me as well,
1: I was so from Terrell when like kind of after 18s, there's, like, a big V, Div 2 team. But if you want to, like, it, there's not a really huge pathway to, like, become elite over yeah. there. So I think it was just, like, perfect timing for me and that's why I think I was so excited to go. So it was a matter of, like, hey, like, this is, like, the next step. Yeah. This is where I can excel. And I think just being surrounded by all the girls that love basketball as much as you was the thing I loved the most. Like, you'd wake up and, like, you wouldn't have, like, people, like, slacking off at practice. Yeah. like. Uh, our coaches would never have to coach energy and that's the thing I love because like I obviously play with a lot of energy so when people are like matching me I'm like oh I need to get better too yeah it's just an environment that I I found myself thriving in um I love that the stadium's open from 6 a.m to 10 p.m that's awesome like saturday nights like I was just like you know how many shots can I make um and it's just like the access to everything like you've got the recovery center there you've got the gym there the coaches are amazing and you can just do like the coaches are so willing, like Vili and like Sarah, they just, yeah, you want to do an indie? Like, yep, I'll come rebound for you. And that was just something that I was like, oh, so many people want to help me. So that's why I loved it so much, I think. Um, And then you got like, you you could become friends with like, you get closer with certain people and then you're playing one V one until like all hours of the night. And that was just something that I really enjoyed. So, um, but, yeah, I think me, me specifically, um, I was always, like, a two guard, but I think I also developed my point guard skills there as well. Yeah. and that's something. I mean, that,
0: learning under Vili. Under Vili, yeah. exactly. So the next thing, yeah.
1: Vili was the coach and she was like, I can see you becoming, like, a point guard, legit combo guard internationally. And that was something she hit me with with day one. And I was like, oh, we're going to get along. Like, yeah. she's already challenging me. Yeah. So I loved that. And then, yeah, learning under Vili, who was, like, one of the best point guards, leads the WNBL still in assists. And, yeah. You know, she's challenging people to break that record. I don't think it'll get touched. So, yeah, um, yeah just like my development under her came such a long way and uh, we have a great relationship. So I think that's why I loved it as well. Um, but, yeah, just up there is just unbelievable.
0: That's like, I mean, I love the way you speak about your experience there because that's really what it's made for, right, yep. to put people in a position where they can succeed and cultivate success and excellence and all of that stuff did you ever have moments, like when I talk about your career, right, it's only just getting started, but you've already achieved so much. Before we get into like your time in the WNBL, at that point in your life, had you ever experienced like any sort of doubts or feeling like weight of expectations or anything like that? I think for me,
1: like I feel like it always comes with like, you know, you have a bad game and you like you put that extra weight on your shoulders or you feel like you're expected to do good in something and then you don't. And like there's that kind of devastation a little bit, but I think for me, it always just comes back to like, you know, I just love the game of basketball so much. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think sometimes I like doubt myself because, you know, I think, but I think I doubt myself because I respect an opponent so much. It's Mm -hmm. not that I don't think I can't beat them, but I respect their game so much where I'm like, this is going to be a challenge. So I maybe doubt my abilities or maybe I won't be able to do this, won't have to do that, just my game. But I think for me, it's just like the love of basketball. I think I just go out there, whatever kind of happens, happens, always been my mindset. And that's the mentality I play with. So like, you know, turn it over, like you'll see me clap my hands and, you know, I'll be frustrated with myself. But, um, and at the end of the game, like if I've haven't performed the way I would, um, I give myself till midnight. Yep. So if it's a late game, it works out all right. Cause you only got a couple of hours to dwell <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah. But if it's like an early game, you got the whole day, but I kind of give myself to midnight and then the next day is the next day. Like, I feel like I can only fix things then. Um, yeah. but yeah, there's never been huge doubts for me as such. I think I've just always just genuinely loved basketball and, you know, that 40 minutes on the course, like my favorite moment in the week,
0: the day of the month.
1: Um, So yeah, that's how I've always approached it.
0: You've mentioned a couple of times in the last um, little bit about how you view challenges, right? And it's like how you want to be challenged and step up to the challenge. When was that implemented in your life that you viewed these things as like such like challenges for some people is like can be overwhelming and daunting. Do you remember at what point challenges became like this exciting thing for you? Or that's just something that you've always adopted?
1: Yeah, I don't know really. I think it's just I feel like I get bored if I'm not challenged. I just like get, I'm like, oh, I get complacent and stuff. So I think I've always looked for something to then challenge the next thing. Searched for. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's something that I don't know, I didn't recognise when it happened, but like even from a young age, like I was playing footy against the boys, Mm -hmm. um, I was like in under 10s, I wanted to play under 12s. Like it's just something that I always like sniffed out and see if if I could do it. Um, So I think that's where it is. And then, yeah, like now like, Going over the WNBA, like obviously, I'm gonna get nervous when yeah. I get over there naturally, but I'm more excited for the challenge of, you know, playing against those tougher opponents, playing against better people. Like Opals camps excite me because it's like another challenge. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's just something I've always sought out. Couldn't tell you when or why, yeah. um, but yeah, I just hate doing the same thing because it bores me a little bit. So when yeah. I when I can, yeah, kind of get that challenge, it excites me.
0: So that I mean, I, I explain to people that nervous energy can it can it kind of it expresses itself in the same way being excited and being nervous they're the same physical reactions like when you're excited you might get a bit sweaty you might get a bit shaky you might uh, feel like your breath is going a bit fast and you can associate those feelings with being excited or with being anxious and nervous are you like when you go into something and you're like you're nervous is your nervous energy is that always excitement is that always excitement for you? I, th- I think so. Yeah. I think. I think if, I, if I'm if i nervous, you'll notice
1: I'll just talk a lot. I'll just be like, I'll just like say exactly how I I do telling. the same thing. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like, yes. Just start waffling on. Yeah. Someone's like, what are you talking yeah. about, Jade? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't actually know. Yeah. Um, But I think like before games, like I'm always a bit nervous. Like I always have that feeling in my stomach because like naturally you just want to do well. So yeah. I think that's the nervousness for me and you want to do your best for the team. But I think as soon as the ball goes up it's just like excitement like first two minutes of the game like I could do anything I could dribble up the court and run out of bounds or like I just get so excited it's like like I have jitters or something I'm just like oh like we're on a basketball court so I think it's a kind of a mixed bag but Mm -hmm. I think I tend to use it more as excitement Mm -hmm. and then kind of direct it into how can I use this energy because it's always like adrenaline as well yeah how can I help the team the best way possible that's how i kind of always tried to maneuver it um
0: yeah, it's always see seemed
1: to work for me. Yeah, I see that. I see yeah. that.
0: I think um like as we kind of start talking about uh, like Opals and WNBA and that type of thing, how do you feel like you stay grounded as you're like I mean you're about to go to the WNBA. That's incredible it's so amazing you got drafted you've you've played uh in the wmbl now for a bunch of years and you're still so young how do you stay grounded and like in the moment and not get like swept up by everything that is like even with all the opal stuff and like how do you stay where your feet are yeah i think it's a good i it has to probably go back to my
1: mom and dad and the way they raised me i think um you know, mum's always been, like, the level-headed one. Like, she didn't want to send me to under-16-bit country crowds. Like, the two of them were like, no, nah, no, nah, you won't make the team this year. So, I think they've always kept me very grounded. That, um, like, if I say something at home, like, oh, I'm going to America or something yeah. like that, mum's like, all right, just relax. Like, <laughs> she'll yeah. always hit me with, like, what could happen. So, I yeah. think that's always kept me very grounded and that's just the way they've raised me. And dad tries to pump up my tyres a bit. My mum has always, like, brought me back down yeah. to earth. So, it's kind of that, like, level-headed approach which I think's really helped me, like, in my career so far. But I just don't get too carried away to, with it because at the end of the day, like, you could get cut or something could happen. So mm-hmm. as long as I just stay in the moment um, and just enjoy myself, like, you know, it's my journey. It's not anyone else's, like, whatever anyone else says, like, it's like, yeah, great, like, but I know exactly what I have to do. I have my people around me that help me out. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, I, I dictate what I do um, and, yeah, just try not to get carried up carried away with what other people say
0: I like that and like talking about comparisons what would be your advice to like other younger kids to not compare themselves to their teammates and then also like I say this, like when you have role models you should take the best qualities of them and try and implement them into your you and not compare yourself to those people what would be your advice to the young kids that deal with comparisons and always comparing themselves to the people around them in a negative way
1: yeah I think like you've you've kind of touched on it as well but I think like you got to stay off social media or don't read into the you know the like social media is a great platform and stuff don't yeah. get me wrong but don't don't read into the negative things like yeah. you know and just I just say run your own race that's my biggest advice I think if you love the game and you're passionate about it and you have the qualities and traits to work hard and you enjoy what you're doing I think just run your own race and you dictate where your journey takes you Um, you know people are going to criticize you along the way people are going to tell you, oh, you're too big, you're too short, whatever, whatever. But I think if you just run your own race and you enjoy what you're doing, I think that's that's where it's going to take you and that's how you'll go so far.
0: I like that. And run your own race. Run your own race. Put, put it on a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> run, your
0: <laughs> run your own race. T.M. Um, I want to ask a little bit about being a female athlete in a male-dominated arena, right? So we we are female athletes. We play in we the WNBL, we play in the <laughs> WMBL. You know, like we do so many amazing things. Do you feel often we are like compared to our male counterparts? um, How do you deal with the disparities there? And do you have people kind of like, I mean, for me, I deal with a lot of ridiculous people in my (laughs) DMs and comments like, oh, go back to the kitchen. How do you deal with that stuff? And what do you say to, I mean, aspiring female athletes and how to deal with not feeling respected in that space?
1: Yeah. And it's, and it's hard. And like, it's like, it feels like sometimes there's a challenge. We're just never going to win. Like yeah. it's just so hard. And, you know, I feel like we, it's just frustrating because we put in the exact same time, effort, work as the men, but there's just such a big disparity. So, I mean, it's tough, but I think, I feel like we can only do like, we've just got to continue to advocate for it, which sucks because like we spend so much time, you know, working on our skill and, you know, kind of building our platform. And it's like why do we have to then advocate for this as well? Like why am I wasting my energy on social media saying, hey, we need more money, hey, we need more this. So it it is frustrating and it does get tiring and stuff. So, And it's hard because, like, there's, you know, like you got to encourage girls because you want the best people playing basketball and they're like, well, I can can be a doctor and pursue that and make so much more money. So it's like, no, but you're so good at basketball. Like stay in the sport. So, I mean, yeah, I just – it's just hard. It's just like a never ending battle and it frustrates me. And, you know, until like we can get people doing full time jobs, I don't think we're ever going to take it seriously enough. So I just hope that, you know, we or like all us girls, we're going to continue to advocate for it and stuff. So, um, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. And it frustrates me seeing those quotes that like, you know, LeBron's earning as much as the WNBA and like all those things. Yeah. It's like, when's this ever going to get better? But um, yeah. yeah, I think we're all doing the right things to kind of push it. So, you just got to hope and believe that one day it'll it'll equal.
0: What about for the the people that compare the two sports, right? So yeah. like when, when when they're like, oh, but the the women aren't getting up there dunking, lap, like how do you? What would you say to those people that are? And actually, when I say those people, like let's talk to the young boys, right yeah. now, You know, like what do you say to the young boys to try and get them to respect women's sport in that space? I just I, all I want to say is like come
1: to a game. Like we put on such a good product and yeah, we don't dunk, you know, we don't have the alleys and stuff, but you know, girls have got handles. Like people can hit a jump shot. We had some amazing stat lines this year. Yeah. And I think the brand of basketball we play is probably, it's so enjoyable to watch. We play so well structured in the half court. You know, we provide energy on the offensive end. We've got athletes that, you know, there's going to be females dunking in the next 10 years. There's some upcomers that are so good. So it's just like come to a game, get around it because, You know, you can learn a thing or two. I think you can learn so much from the female game. Just our skills are so good. Everything's so sharp. So it's just like come to a game. I think every WNBL team puts on a great game day. The atmosphere is unreal. So just get there you know before you 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 bag it out get there and um yeah we'll, we'll show you what we can do
0: i love that i love that and like talking about the amazing stat lines like jade was pulling triple doubles out of her ass this one. year <laughs> <laughs> oh you you, you uh, god the ones where you get nine like that's a triple double <laughs> come on like they missed an assist come on Someone statistician do- give me a rebound <laughs> give me something <laughs> take one from mailey it <laughs> <laughs> steal them from somewhere like it's just not fair it's just not fair but no i agree and i guess especially coming from a country town right the i mean have did were you ever like when you were growing up there made aware or people tried to tell you like oh what are you doing with this women's sport like is it worse in the country towns do you think i feel like country towns i feel like we're it's kind of different because
1: we're so like connected Mm -hmm. so like you know like by 18s you've got one boys team one girl so we always like we were always good friends so we always got around one another so, it's hard. But some of the boys are like, you know, like I started to make Australian teams. They're like, oh, 1v1 me, like, you know, yeah. I should make the Australian team. It's like, all right, one, it's a, it's completely different. Like, yeah. okay, like, cool. And two, if you really want to play 1v1, like, I'll show you what you, I've got. Like, yeah, yeah it'll be close don't take me in the post because you're 6'5". But, <laughs> but yeah. you know, if you want to play from the perimeter, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's an even battle. So, yeah.
0: yeah. I actually had a, a similar thing when, um, so I've got two brothers. Yep. Um, my younger brother and my older brother are both ridiculous athletes for no reason. <laughs> like, my younger brother works out quite a lot now. He plays VFL. But yep. my, like, my older brother, he wasn't working out a heap, but like, we go play one-on-one during COVID. Yep. And at the start, they're like, no, nah, no, nah, we totally we got you. And and Marina and I just tore them both to shreds. Yeah, yes. Shout out, Marina Little, Marty Maylie, Simba Maylie. Uh, don't think I've forgotten beating you in one on one, but um, <laughs> but the point being is like they would bring some of their friends with them yep. to play one on one, and it's funny because something about teenage boys where they're like, oh yeah, we totally got this, blood. but then they get smoked and then they go. Oh, we'll just go again. It wasn't warm,
1: you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then by the end of it,
0: there's a respect level there and it's like yeah. they dap you up and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, I wasn't expecting that. And I just, I'd like, I'd like the narrative to change that there's more of a respect there, especially yeah. when you're, like, playing one-on-one's fun ads. I'd yeah. love to play one-on-one against more guys. Yeah. But approach it a little different to yeah. the way you've been I <laughs> approaching know. it. know. <laughs> approach it with respect, you know, yeah. like even, like, I, I mean, last year, I was shooting around, and I had some random guy come up to me and be like, "Oh yeah, do you play? Do you want to play one on one?" Blah blah. Like, and then I mentioned that I'd just gotten back from America, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, I'd still beat you though." And I'm like, "Son, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm about to teach you." Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, there, there just needs to be such more respect level yeah. there. Um, I don't know how we get that, other than just encouraging people to come to games and yeah. encouraging the conversation, and then actually, like, yeah, all right, let's play. Yeah, you know, like that. That would be something that. I would I kind of hope to see. I hope. It, I really do because, like, also playing against the guys is fun. Like, we'd never back down from a challenge. Like, yeah. And even if we get beaten, it's like hats off to you. But yeah. I don't know. That, that That's definitely something I'd like to see better over the next, like, I don't know, couple of years at least. Sure. And while we're seeing, like, the other female sports kind of grow, like AFLW, women's soccer, yeah. women's cricket, I'm hoping that basketball kind of comes up with it at the same time because I feel like we're missing for yeah. whatever reason, it's like, you look around, you walk in the city and you see like all these advertisements of these amazing women in sport, these yeah. great local teams and where's basketball? Like we're missing. Where, where, where are we? <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's crazy. That's something I could talk about for a really long time, but um, I digress. I want to <laughs> ask you about motivation and stuff like that. So when you think about, I mean, going over and playing overseas or just getting up to do your day-to-day stuff, What is your core motivation there? Like what, like, yeah, you love the game, but it's 5.36 in the morning. It's cold. What is your motivation to get up and do what you do every day? Yeah, I think, I think it comes back to
1: like, yeah, you know, like pure love for the game. But I think as well, like, I just want to be the best version of myself. Like I just want to be the best Jade Melbourne that there ever was. So that's kind of how it comes back for me. Like, cause like I said before, like, I like to stay like within myself and like within my circle so I don't like to you know compare myself Or and obviously there's always someone better than me out there and but I'm not comparing myself to them so I think it just comes back to like you know if I don't do this at 5:36 o'clock like am I going to be the best version of myself today and I think that's just what pushes me cuz like it, it comes back to running my own race I think yeah. so um yeah it's just like I just want to be the best version of me and um you know I think the only way I'm going to make it to you know achieving my goals which is you know to play for australia at a world cup and olympics you know to make a WNBA roster and become like a you know a a staple in my team in seattle like it's like i've just got to continue to work hard and stay with myself so um yeah that's how it's kind of always been for me there's not something that pops out as like a motivation as such it's just um yeah every day i'm quite self-motivated and yeah, I just want to be the best version of me. I
0: like that. I like that. Yeah. So when, when you talk about being the best version of yourself, obviously that's not just skills work on the court, right? We talk about like nutrition and physical stuff. And how do you keep your mind where it's supposed to be? Like, how do you keep your brain healthy? And we talk about mental health as being like a, you know, it's not just something you work on when you're not in the right space. Like, Basketball is, like, 90% mental. Yep. How do you keep your focus? So, like, what do you do to train your brain, I guess?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's anything specific. <laughs> specific? specifics.
0: Um, but I think for me it's
1: just, like, always finding that, like, happy medium. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I kind of discovered that over the WNBL season this year, you know, like, the Caps didn't have the best season. And um, when, like, the losses were piling on one another, like, I was quite questioning myself, like, am I doing enough, you know, what am I not doing like and I was like having these really good games but I was like we just aren't winning so I was like it's my fault um and then I was just like it was really weird and I kind of got into a place where I was like I was quite flat Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of the when I discovered that I have to I need to find something that's not just basketball so that's when it became just you know like after weights hey who wants to go catch up and just talk smack for half an hour yeah Finding that medium, um, you know, like, hey, I'm not actually going to hang out with anyone today. I need to watch The Office. Like, yeah. just, like, things like yeah. that. I need to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> Nine-Nine? Yeah.
1: <laughs> just things that keep, like, keep me happy and, you know, like, not just thinking about basketball the whole time because for so long that's – I've always had that, like, you know, ball is life mentality. Yeah. Like, I'm always thinking about it. Like, the only thing I'd watch in my spare time was, like, you know, Steph Curry highlights or, yeah. like, you know, WMBL highlights or yeah. something like that. So when I kind of figured out that balance, like – I then – it, was, it wasn't it was like I found my love for basketball again. I never fell out of love with it, but it was more like, yeah, I want to go do that indie. Hey, team yeah. practice is on. Like it got me – I got more excited for it. So – You have more energy to give to the game when you give more energy to yourself, right? hundred yeah. percent. So that's kind of in the things that kind of, you know, keep my mind happy and stuff as long as I'm finding that balance of, yep, I'm hanging out with you today. Yep, I'm. this is my time to just do this. I also found, like, a really nice, like, I like cooking, just trying new recipes and stuff. love that. So it was just a matter of, like, um, everyone's like, oh, you want to go out for dinner? No, I'm actually cooking tonight, like, that kind of thing. So just finding that time for, like, me them like, found things that made me happy and stuff was really where I was, like, found that happy medium and that kept my mind healthy and then also, like, I felt like I was genuinely more
0: excited to play basketball and stuff like that. Yeah. That off-court balance is so important because, like, we can be – quote unquote bull is like, like I'm like that, (laughs) but I still, I think it's so important that we have things outside of basketball because it makes us so much better. Our ability to handle stress, any sort of situations when we have more of a holistic approach to life is like literally unmatched. It really is. So that was something that you had only discovered this season that that's a part of yourself you needed to pour into yeah that's crazy because like like I I think about like I mean yeah you have a lot of energy and excitement and blah 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 but like being able to pour into yourself yeah and now that you've added another facet like that's really cool with the cooking stuff I want to (laughs) ask how how did you get into cooking well like one day you're like yeah. i'm gonna make a lasagna like how did, <laughs> how did like how did this work do you bake or do you make dinner like what L- is
1: lasagna's next no. <laughs> yeah. It on the list. yeah um and like going back to that it was like weird because i think i naturally did things to you know look after my like my my brain and keep that happy and stuff but it wasn't until i actually realized that i like it wasn't like i had to do it but when I realized and noticed that, you know, I was flat, that like I figured out that happy medium, I was like, oh, like this is refreshing because for so long I just thought like that's how we had to be, like to be that like 1% like elite. You had to just constantly think about basketball. Um, But then on the cooking side, so – my favourite football player, Christian Petrarca. Yes. Uh, so shout out to Track, but he started a TikTok page, I and follow. it was all recipes. Oh, yeah, right? I follow it. You gotta follow it. Yeah. You gotta follow it. Yeah. So he started all these recipes and stuff, and there was like, um, he he does some complicated things. He can cook, like, unbelievable. <laughs> but like. Um, there was some like simpler recipes where I was like, yeah, I want to try that, like save it on the TikTok. Are and we like- going to
0: see a Jade Melbourne cooking a Jade-
1: TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> is this something we're putting out to the universe? Oh, I'm not that creative. I'm quite a basic Babe, eater. We would love to see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually really cool. Hi,
1: guys. Welcome to my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is Melbourne's kitchen.
1: We'll see. We'll see. But nah. so some of the recipes then started popping up and I was just like, oh, this is cool. And I started like I lived on my own for the first time last year, so just like, having to actually cook myself and stuff, so... It was cool i got a knife set for christmas for my mom i'm uh, sorry my birthday
0: from mum. actually same yeah <laughs> how interesting is it when you get like a present that's like adults right so it's like knives or pans and you're know, like <gasps> i was like oh, oh your pants. <laughs> yes. You're like, then you have a moment you're like when did i turn this age <laughs> i
1: was like i'm 20 <laughs> yeah.
0: right you're only 20 that's crazy
1: like my auntie got me a neutral i was like thank you so
0: much <laughs> <laughs> i mean people have to remember that you're only 20 like you, i think it's because you've been on the scene for such a long time Right? Like, I think about, like, I mean, how long have you played in the WNBL now for? Like, three, um, four seasons? Just finished my third. Yeah. I just feel like you've been around. <laughs> you've been around. You've yeah. like, been around. <laughs> that's actually crazy. Um, I want to just a little bit more ask you about like your off court balance. So, when you know that feeling of like, all right, well, I need to put some time into myself and that 1% elite. I want you to, if you can, go into a little bit more like what you think the stereotype is for how we're supposed to be and then how adding more time into your outside life has actually aided that.
1: Yeah. I think the stereotype is like I feel like you've just got to – it's like we are made to just think about basketball the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. And then you get people that's like, hey, um, you got to watch this film. you got to write these notes. When you get home from training, do your notebook and stuff. But I think – when it doesn't become like this whole big, oh, I just live inside a basketball. Yeah. Like I live inside it. Like, and when you can, like, I feel like it all comes down to like, like planning and stuff as well. Like if you can start to organize yourself where or it's like get home from practice and say you need to write some notes down or mm-hmm. watch something, like if you can block that and then you can block that time to just do that. Like, I think, I don't know. I feel like for me, maybe it's got to be like six. 70, 30, just because I'm like, I'm obsessed at the end of the day. Like, yeah, we're obsessed. And I feel like it it could even push up to 75, but I think that like that time you do dedicate it. So whether it's 30%, 25%, like you have to, you know, you have to make the most of that time. And I think you can, because, you know, if you finish, yeah, eat your dinner by 6.30, like you can chill before bed. And, Mm -hmm. but you just have to dedicate those things to like what makes you happy. I feel like that helped me so much because when you're just living inside this basketball world like it's all great and stuff but you can just like burn yourself out and like mm-hmm. that's the last thing you want to do like fall out of love with the game everything feels like an effort you're like oh hopefully i'm sick tomorrow morning so i don't have to yeah. go to team practice like that's like one of the worst feelings and like I've, I've got to that like at some stage and that's just like not a place i want to hang out in so yeah. like when i started dedicating my time like to that and like you it's almost like oh oh, I have to go to practice. And yeah. then like you finish that and it's like, how good's this? So yeah. when you've got that like appreciation because you dedicate time to doing other things that you enjoy and make you happy, I think that's when you've got that really happy medium and then you can make the most of your on-course stuff.
0: And how important is it to have people around you that are equally as excited about basketball? So like, or just like, I mean, I think about it in any job right? Like you'd hate showing up to work every day and everyone being around you Be like, Oh, I don't want to be here. You know, like how important is having the, the blossomers? Um, uh, one of my mentors told me, like introduced that word to me the other day about surrounding yourself with blossomers. Cool. How important is that? Do you feel to have people around you that are equally as kind of uppy, especially Mm -hmm. in this like professional environment where it's a grind, but like finding fun in the grind, like, talk to me about the importance of those people.
1: Yeah. And I think even it doesn't become a grind if you've got those people around you, right? It becomes so much more fun. Like we've been at camps where it's like the last hour of the tour day and we're scrimmaging. It's like, okay, this is enjoyable though. Like I'm around people that like equally love the game, if not maybe more than me, which I don't like to admit sometimes, but sometimes (laughs) there is, there is people that are showing some enthusiasm stuff. So yeah, those people are so important. And like when when you rock up to like even like a small group session, there's three of you, and everyone's mm. equally as excited to be there. Yeah. Like the Indie, you just get so much more out of it. So I think that's so important. And I think sometimes like you have to understand, like people aren't gonna bring as much energy. As long as they're not draining the energy out of me. Yeah, like you can hang out with me. Yeah. Like if you're if you're excited to be there, you wanna work out, you're gonna push yourself, you're gonna push me, and we're all gonna make each other better. That's that's the type of environment that I just thrive Yeah,
0: and being that person for other people too, yeah. right? So like, I mean, both of us are energy players. Yep. So like, being able to bring that around teams and bring that to our environments, that also makes us have more energy. Because yep. like, you, we're bringing it, people are feeding off it, then we feed off it, yep. and then it just kind of keeps going up. Like it's a pretty it's a pretty special place to live, I yeah. guess. Um. So going, I just want to touch on Opal stuff a little bit because like it is. A, a like an incredible incredible blessing that we're able to be a part of this amazing culture I've had these moments where we're at camp or even at the world cup or whatever it is where I'm sitting beside literally my idols yes. and I'm like oh my god like even like when we had Kayla on like I love Kayla she was like my roommate at the world cup she's just a g yeah but like that's my idol I grew up watching her like that is, it is it's crazy yeah Talk to me about those moments where you're playing alongside your idols and you're at camp with these players that you've looked up to and shaped your game around and all that type of stuff. Tell me about those moments.
1: Yeah, I think it's just, it, it's crazy, right? Like, I remember like my first camp. The first camp I did was the one before Serbia. Oh, we yeah, were roommates. Oh, yeah. We were that, roommates. Yeah, we both that <laughs> that was was our first, first camp. <laughs> I forgot about Let's that. That's moment.
0: Like, <laughs> Moment. We went to our first camp together, what was that, 2021, 20, 22? February last year. Was that only last, last year? year? Holy crap. We've so much in that time. <laughs> so much has happened. But, like, the rooms are so close together that we get back from practice. I reckon I could spread my arms out and I'm touching Jade. Like, <laughs> there she is. And, like, for the next couple of camps, Jade us and I would always room together. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, it's talk about energy, right? Like, we both got... Um, from that one yep and it was like you know being cut from a team sometimes can be like a really hard experience right yep. so it's like sometimes it can be like oh i'm just not good enough blah blah, blah. but speaking about pod- positive energy we were both in that room like absolutely vibing like we got cut we got cut like what a cool experience i like just felt like kids in a candy shop yes. and like having jade have the same energy as me in that space made getting cut a positive experience. I don't know. It was just, it was totally like, you know, we walked away from that. We're like, oh, that's how I felt about camp. Like, oh, what about this? What about that? And it was like, it was such a vibe, like just to be around someone, especially when you're getting cut from a team that is equally just as like, are grateful yeah. and not saying we weren't disappointed or unmotivated, but we were grateful. And that motivated us more like that. Speaking to my previous point, that is the energy being around other people that makes those things easier. Yeah. Cause again, being cut can be hard, but anyway, I digress. Cause that's fun. Um, yes. So, ovals stuff, being yep. around your idols, continue. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the first time you get there, you're
1: like, oh, act cool, act cool. Like, don't, yeah. don't, like, let them know that, you're, like, you're a fangirl, like, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. Like, you have to act so cool. But I think at the end of the day, like, I feel like they appreciate if you admit that, like, you looked up to them because it's, yeah. like, a little bit of buzz for them as well. So, yeah. Like, I remember, like, you get on court and, like, you know, you're passing it to, like, Kayla, and then, like, you tr- you're hitting Sammy for a free, and you're like, Oh, I just can't believe I'm here right now. Like it's so cool, and I think the buzz out of your like the first camp, especially for me, was like, and I don't think it'll ever get like, it won't get like old. Like oh, like hey, Madge kind of thing. It'll always be like yo, like that's Tess Magic, that's Taylor George, that's Sammy Whitcomb. So I think that's the really cool thing, and that's the thing I just appreciate and just how welcoming the girls make you feel as well. Like you walk in there, you feel like you've already been there for so long, even though internally you're like, oh, I'm the rookie. Everyone's just like treats you as like a normal person that's like the environment they've created as well
0: yeah absolutely um,
1: yeah i just think that's awesome and stuff and yeah you know like like you said like that energy where like it was like a positive experience like sure we're like we're both you know ultra competitive so yeah. at the end of the day we we're like oh like it would have been nice but at the end of the day it's like hey i know what i have to work on now i have great people around me that you know it doesn't feel that bad that i've been cut and yeah i'll just make sure i try and make the next one like yeah it was
0: cool what would um, younger you, little you, say if she saw what you were doing now?
1: Um, I expect you to be no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I expect <accept> nothing less. <laughs> this no. is what I want. Yeah. Um, I think younger Jade would be pretty stoked with where she's at. I yeah. think, um, yeah, I think younger Jade too. Like she had. Uh, a bowl cut, so like <laughs> I think I've always run my own race. Like, yeah, um, just going back to that, I feel like it, my own
0: race. Yeah, I like it,
1: <laughs> yeah. I like it, yeah. um, but just going back to that, like, yeah, like I've just like never really cared about what other people think. Like, it's just been a matter of like, um, yeah, do you whatever makes you happy? And you know, like, I think, yeah, like younger me would be pretty proud of where I'm at, um, pretty stoked, and um, yeah, you know, young me was the one writing the goals that she wants to play in the WNBA and play for Australia, so. You know, I've I've slowly ticked them off. Uh, I know, like these are only the stepping stones to, yeah. you know, the bigger uh, bigger things. But um, yeah, I think young Jay would be pretty happy.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. Isn't it cool that we we have those opportunities to reflect on those goals that we set as like. Young kids, and it's like, holy crap! I'm kind of doing that now. Like, <laughs> I'm slay. Like, yeah. I'm doing this. Yeah, like, yeah, It's really cool. It is. And so you're kind of in the public eye now, and as as women's sports grows, but also like being the person that you are, the things that you're achieving, being um, someone in the media now, space that is growing. How do you think people perceive you, and versus who you actually are? And do you think that there's a gap between? the way that people see you and who you are or are you trying to work towards making that the same thing
1: yeah and it's a tricky question because I feel like you never know what they actually think like you don't know even if like behind an article they're like oh I'll say this to you know make other people feel good but I think at the end of the day like I think I perceive myself pretty similar like you know I'm fun outgoing you know, I'm always like mucking around, having a joke. Um, I can't dance, but I'm often caught on camera dancing, <laughs> which sucks. But I just gotta, you know, I gotta, yeah. you know, I gotta realize that there is cameras around because yeah. sometimes like I almost, it's like, wow, like I am in the media, like, yeah. you know, like my games are being live streamed. Like yeah. sometimes it's still like all sinks in for me because it's all happened really quickly. Yeah. Um, But I think, yeah, I think there's a good, uh, they do a pretty good job of kind of perceiving who I am. I think um sometimes I'm not as outgoing as people think like yeah. I am outgoing but I also do love like my own time and you know I'm, when I'm just chilling at home like it's usually just lying on my bed or something because yeah. like my social battery's dead and yeah some people think it doesn't end but um, it does yeah it, it, <laughs> it, it, does. it definitely yeah. does so um yeah I think in the end of the day the media do a good job like I don't have the biggest presence on social media like I post you know once a month or something <laughs> yeah. like that um But, yeah, like, you know, like at at this stage I'm happy with how they perceive me and stuff. And, yeah, um, yeah, I think it's pretty accurate to how I am.
0: Even um, like if we take the media out, if if someone comes and watches a game, do you think they're able to see you? Like you think you show and kind of you, you let people in to say, hey, this is me, this is the way I play basketball, this is the way I interact with people. Do people get to see you in that light or do they get to see Showtime Jade? I think you know from WNBL, maybe 19 of the 21 games they watched through, they wouldn't
1: have they wouldn't have seen who I was, <laughs> yeah. Because um, maybe I was arguing with the refs. <laughs> um, <laughs> I digress. But yeah. I think the way I d- like um, I interact with people, even on court, like you know, if one of my teammates has just pulled off a big move, like before they've even shot the three, I'm like running back. Yeah. So like I think I bring that fun aspect where I play and. Um, you know, every now and again I interact with someone in the crowd that's like said something funny and like I laugh and, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm still a human on the court like um, even though I do – I don't – you know, I do have a bit of white line fever and I get yeah. super competitive. But I think, yeah, if you come and watch me play, like you'll see the fun aspect like I like to – you know, throw a look pass and, mm-hmm. like, look at my bench for the reaction yeah. just, like, you know. Jada s-
0: talks shit, guys. <laughs> She talks some shit. She really does. Like, literally, like, <laughs> we'll be playing defense on each other or, like, something will be about to happen. I think I was – I, don't
1: go in the post. Don't go in the post. Yeah. Don't go in the
0: post. <laughs> no, I was like, I was guarding Ray or something like that. Or I, I can't actually remember, but you were on the sideline guarding someone else. And you actually looked at me and you said, You're like, oh, uh, you said something like, Oh, you can't stay in front of her. Man. I was like, Good luck staying in front of her. I was like, shut up like, <laughs> i wasn't as quick on my feet to come up with a car i think it's
1: just a friends where i'm just like oh like, i love uh, it i remember at one stage i was guarding kayla and i was like oh like when she had me on the block i was like this is gonna end badly but i might as well have a joke out of yeah, it it's, it's so, great <laughs> Your shit
0: talking is fantastic it is, I, I think i would say from an outsider's perspective you go and watch jade play or you see Jade a practice you that's jade yeah. like you're not like you're you're like that, you know, it's not just like a different version of you. Like obviously there's other facets, but, uh, you know, one of the closest people I would say to say like when I ask that question, how do you think people see you versus who you actually are? I think you present who you are. You know, I don't think there's other versions of you that people meet. Like we just meet Jade and it's Jade, (laughs) you know. Um, Moving on to some of the fan questions. (laughs) So um, some of them we've actually answered already. Um, So let's go with. How was your time in Ballarat? You visited my school and you blocked me. <laughs> did
1: I? <laughs> did you block a child? I think <laughs> I blocked kids. I didn't think anyway. Did you go to a school's camp and just yeet the hell out Maybe. of someone's ball? Every now and again, you get like that really chirpy kid. Like wow. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. You get that really chirpy one where like you're like, I'm like I'm content with where I'm at. Like you know you're not still in my spot or anything, but you're like. Oh, actually, I'm going to show you what's, yeah. up, what's up. I'm black you. So, potentially. Um, but Ballarat was fun. I yeah. really liked Ballarat. I lived with Satina, yeah, um, and Steph Gorman, which was a great house. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, we had fun. Our team was good. Um, yeah, we just played run and gun, which is my style of basketball. And, um, yeah. yeah, Ballarat as a city was really cool. I, I really enjoyed
0: it. Do you have a favourite basketball memory? There's a lot there. I know. So, uh, I know. That's a really hard question. To jump from blocking a kid to favourite basketball memory. That's a big jump. I think I've got two. Okay. So I think the Under-19 World Cup last year, two years ago now,
1: yep. 2021, mm-hmm. I think, um, that was really special. Just So we got a silver medal, but um, the core ten of us had lived together for all through COVID. Mm-hmm. So there was like 18 months where it was like it was almost like, we were preparing for it yeah. so like we weren't because the team wasn't picked or anything but there was 10 of us all living together we got so close because like we couldn't go home so we were just like locked up in the ais so we yeah. became like really good friends and the fact that it was like it was like 18 months of work and we finally got to like put it on display somewhere and it was really cool so like we were all in like hungry and there was like no family and friends like it was just like a really weird tournament, a really weird time, but like so grateful to be playing in the middle of COVID. Yeah, had the opportunity to fly over there and like to come away with a silver medal with that group that had kind of become so tight was like yeah. really cool. So yeah. like that's why I really look back at that and you know capturing that silver medal was like awesome. And you know if I, if we got to play USA again, I think we'd we'd You'd go get better. It. Yeah, we You'd were, get we're it. a bit scared or something. I, I don't like know. But, yeah, I think, yeah, uh, that was just like a real highlight for me. And then, I mean, I can't go past making my Opal's debut at the Asia Cup. Yeah. So, that was a month later. So, that was a really cool block um, apart from the fact I did 28 that a... days in hotel quarantine. <gasps> okay,
0: yeah. Oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> 28 days. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: I got into my first one on the 18th of August, which was my birthday.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Um, and then I got out of my second one on the 18th of October. <sighs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, that was pretty wild. But, um. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't change it for the yeah. world. Like the fact that yeah, I got to represent my country with like all my mates I'd become so tight with, and then had the opportunity to represent the Opals. Um, yeah, it was it was unreal, amazing.
0: Yeah, those are both two really really good answers. Yeah. <laughs> really really good answers. Um, what are you most looking forward to about going to Seattle? What is your probably your couple of highlights? That are they like? Yeah. A sightseeing, one of them. Like let's let's answer this in basketball and then outside of basketball. Yeah, cool. So basketball, I think.
1: Um, just going back to like just the challenge. Yeah. Like I'm just excited. Um, been talking to them back and forth, and like they're excited for me to come over. So I just feel like it's going to be a great environment. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, just to like play with some like Jewel Lloyd, like somewhere. Yeah. I've looked, I'm going to have to be cool.
0: Like yeah, yeah, stay hey, cool, <laughs> stay cool, stay
1: cool, stay cool, 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 uh, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. And like Sue Bird, who I've like looked up to, like be my number one idol, yeah. I guess um you know i'll probably get the chance to meet her and just being in like a whole different environment learning the american style of play learning like being in the best league in the world like i don't think you can ask for much more as yeah. a competitor so just super excited for that um on court just seeing what i can do to help the team yeah and then off court just you know going over to america or exploring seattle um yeah. i haven't heard anything bad about it um mm-hmm. Apparently it's an
0: amazing city. Um, and I reckon you could find like eight kilo bags of Jolly Ranchers, hey? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> That's the first thing I buy when I jump off the plane. Literally, actually, <laughs> Jade, well, every time we have gone to America, she hoards Jolly Ranchers. Hordes. i've never seen someone with so many jelly ranches in their bag and their return <laughs> fight tell us the jelly rancher story actually the jo- we, yeah. <laughs> there's two <laughs> yeah give us give us give us both all
1: right so the first one i went over there to chicago for a bwb bwb camp which was sick in conjunction with all-star weekend and on the way back i had like four kilos of jelly ranches in my backpack anyway i still had a roller tape in my backpack so when it's gone through security <laughs> They're like, the bottom of the the tape was at the bottom of my bag. So, next minute, they're like, Can we see your bag? And I was like, There's nothing in here. But I had to pull out every individual
0: (laughs) bag of (laughs) jelly wrenches. It was like, What? It was
1: like shame. And I think it was like all the 500 grand bags. There was like eight of them. I was like, And, like, someone by me was, like, damn, you like your candy. (laughs) And then the second one, like, I always pride myself on, like, you know, being under the limit, like, and then it was the last day in New York and there was, like, I found this uh, shop that had it. So, I was, like, I'll figure out how much room I've got in my bag and how much. Anyway, like, uh, like some were for my sisters, not many, but there was some for my <laughs> some. sisters. And then, yeah, I like brought it back, and then next minute, like my bag's so overweight. <laughs> and then I opened it up, and I'm like, oh, it explains it. Six kilos
0: of jelly. <laughs> And it's going to be your next Hollywood um, Kayaks in Seattle again. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to get an extra bag just for the Jolly, <laughs> Jolly Ranger suitcase. Oh, that's actually so
1: funny. But yes, I love I do. I do enjoy Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. Blue raspberry, blue raspberry.
0: Yeah, yeah. You got me onto Jolly Ranches. <laughs> They're in good, eh? They yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't understand this whole hard candy thing. And then Jay gave me a bloody
1: Jolly Rancher. I know that's the first thing I you're mean, buying when you get to Chicago. I
0: know, I actually, even, I think I brought back a massive, like, two kilo bag yeah. after, of just the that flavor. Like, anyway, I digress. I don't I guess. Um, so this question is a good one. Where is that? Oh yeah. Your Nan Claire is the coolest. Do you want to be just like her when you grow up? She did write this. Oh, she might <laughs> have read- submitted. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is from your Nan. Shout out your Nan. So Nan, so
1: Nan, yeah, shout out to Nanny Claire. She's the best. But um she'll so she actually kind of Essentially, got me into basketball, which is a weird story. Yeah. So, okay. so shoot. So she brought me a. So she always brought us a cool present for Christmas. Like yeah. one year it was a trampoline. The year before it was um, like a swing set. Like always, the cool gift. Anyway, this year I think I was five, and she brought me the basketball hoop. So that was how I fell in love with it. I was hey. outside in the hoop. Uh, so she got me a ball and a hoop, and outside all the time shooting hoops in this hoop that Nan had got me um and yeah and that was how mum was like hey I need to get in contact with someone that knows basketball she got me into a team because like mum and dad didn't play um she got me into a team and then yeah that's how it kind of took off so I guess shout out to Nan Shout out (laughs) (laughs) um yeah you're pretty cool Uh, I'd love to be like you when I'm older (laughs) she's a trooper
0: yeah that's a great question I didn't even ask how you got into basketball how did I skip over that part (laughs) geez shout out Nan love that um Okay. So you've answered a lot of these. This is just like a little compliment. This was supposed to be a question, but anyway, can't wait. Just love Jade. Just tell her that I love watching her pocket rocket. (laughs) So there's a little compliment for you, pocket oh, rocket. Thank you. There's a lot of questions about the high bun, low bun thing, but I think we've covered that. <laughs> you do what you want to do. If anyone, like the biggest event in basketball this year was Jade <laughs> Melvin wearing a high bun. And I didn't know that you didn't know how to do it. And so it was Beck pizzy that was <laughs> doing your high bun. So in in my head, right... So Jade wore a high bun and then the game got close and it looked like it got close and you transitioned back to the low yeah. bun. Really? It just fell out and you didn't know how to put it back up. <laughs> that is the best story ever. That is my favorite so thing. Embarrassing. I, think, I think you should just call it the showtime bun because I think what happened was shit was getting real and you're like, nah, bring her back. Here she comes back. It down. went into overtime and I was like, nah, yeah. stop mucking She's around, Jade. Jade, <laughs> keep it serious. Keep it serious. Um, the last question I will ask. Um, so growing up, who would you say your biggest idol was? I think
1: I think growing up, like I always wanted to be like my mum and dad. Yeah. I think they were like my idols, and just like in life, I think they kill it. So um, uh, yeah like want to be like them they've helped me be the person I am today so uh, that's a big credit to them and um yeah I think I've always wanted to be like them so I think shout out to them uh but basketball I think Sue Bird was always my the goat for me um yeah. I think she's yeah arguably the goat and um yeah the fact that I'm like going to be in Seattle like it's pretty like it's crazy to me uh but yeah she I think just the way she approached the game like you know she's always been an advocate for like women in sport mm-hmm. and like you know trying to you know um Shorten the gap. Shorten the gap. Um, And she's always been really good at that and she always stands up for what she believes in. She's super humble and then her game just speaks for itself. Like she gets her teammates involved. She can knock down big shots. Like she was still doing it at 41. Like unbelievable what she still does. So I think her – yeah, I think she was definitely my idol. And that's something that, you know, I think I, I take a, a bit, a bits of her game out of uh, and add them to mine. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. But yeah, that's yeah, definitely been my basketball idol.
0: I like, it, God, does that not speak to like the law of attraction and just like things <laughs> manifesting in a way? Like you have goals set, you have yeah. this idol, and then you end up, you're going and you're going to meet her. Like that's yeah. the coolest thing ever. And like every, like you're from Taralgon, you're only 20 anything's bloody possible, <laughs> anything's possible. From now, like, and not just for you, like, I really hope there's some like young kids listening being like, oh, I can do that too. Yeah. And, like, I guess what the final, final, final thing, what would be your advice to a young kid thinking, oh, I'd like, can I do this? Like, what would be your advice to a young kid from a small country town or just a young kid in general that's thinking about playing basketball but maybe they're they're, they they've been told they're too short or maybe they've been told that their feet aren't faster whatever what what would you say to them i
1: mean i think if you love the game enough just go for it and that's the thing that like i'll say like go for it if you're passionate you love it and you're willing to work hard and you know have fun Mm -hmm. um just go for it you know basketball just opens up the world to so many different things you can travel you make great friendships and most of my closest friends are through basketball Mm -hmm. so yeah, that'd just be my advice. Just like if you're passionate about it, you love it, and you want to just have fun and enjoy yourself, just just go for it. Just put your foot down and just, yeah, go for it. Go I like for it. it.
0: Run your own race. Run your own Run race. Your own Run your race. Own race. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I really hope that people listening get a bit more of an insight into your you because you're a pretty dope human. You're pretty dope. You're pretty oh. cool. And like, I, it, it blows my mind that you're only 20 and like your outlook on life is like already so beyond your years. And I just think it, it's, it speaks to your character and the type of person that you are that you're able to kind of attack every day in the way that you do. But also like let's humanize you too. Like you're not always full of energy and la la la. Like being able to talk about like the importance of pouring into yourself off the court too. Like that's, it's super important that we talk about these things. But, I'm super, super excited for everyone to listen to this. Thank you so much for coming on today. You're just like, this is, just, it's such a vibe. Like I'm, every time we share a room together or we have a conversation, it's just such a vibe. You're good vibes. Good vibes only here. It's good. Run it's your good. own race. <laughs> Jade Melbourne. Um, thanks Melbourne. for being here. This is Under the Surface. I'm Annalie Maley, and that was Jade Melbourne. That was Under the Surface. If this episode brought up any concerns for you, we recommend you call Lifeline on 13 11 14.